Force is with you, young Skywalker. All right, I'm sorry. I had to do it. There was a microphone in front of me. I had to get it out of my system. There we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to PhilCast. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to another episode of this ongoing podcast series dedicated to the movies. And today is an especially enjoyable and fun show for me, and I hope it is for you as well. The Star Wars Show, Episode 9, A Mind's Eye. This is the one I've been waiting to do for a couple weeks now in honor of Star Wars Week, uh, which is when this is being recorded. Today is May the 6th, so Revenge of the 6th, <laughs> if you will. Um, going to talk about my memories with Star, my memories of Star Wars, its impact on pop culture, and sort of where we go, where it's going. Uh, but before that, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping as always. Uh, first off, if you have not done so already, please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends, with your family, anybody who you think might enjoy listening to. Uh, well, share it with someone who you think uh, you, you know enjoys movies, enjoys watching movies, enjoys discussing movies, and that on top of all that would enjoy listening to someone go on, as I often do, about movies that I enjoy, movies that I've mixed on, movies that I downright uh, <laughs> don't enjoy, but uh, that is not the case with today's episode. This is a, this is a, a, a positive uh, spin, but um, yes, please, uh, please uh, share this, and uh, as always, thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, I know I, I sometimes sound like a broken record uh, with this uh, with this speech, but I, I really appreciate the response from you, the listeners. Uh, this is a passion project, but just to have your feedback and your response and enjoyment of this show just makes it all the more worthwhile. I mean, that's that's gravy on on, on top of the mashed potatoes. I mean, it's just it it's so it, it's so rewarding uh, to say the very least. So. Uh, I'm going to keep doing this as long as possible, and uh, thank you, thank you, uh, listeners out there, for for tuning in every few weeks to hear me go on and on about movies. And uh, one last uh, bit of housekeeping, as I indicated a few weeks ago, I am in the process of working on a spinoff show from this podcast dedicated to Batman at the movies. Going to focus on everything from Adam West all the way to Robert Pattinson's latest incarnation of the character want to do reviews discussions behind the scenes looks for example taking some of the unproduced batman scripts and doing uh, a review of those and kind of talking about what could have been or what might have been as well as uh, responding to when when appropriate the breaking news and developments for everything going on with the batman franchise uh, since i last uh, did this show there has been some uh, movement some announcement on the Batman 2 no surprise but uh, it's great to have confirmation that a sequel to the mega hit the Batman is in the works and Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson are both slated to return so I'm excited this is going to be a great time to be a Batman fan well it's always a great time to be a Batman fan but uh, especially now so Look for this new show. It's going to be called The Monarch Theater, and I'm hoping to drop it sometime in June at the very latest, early July. But I'm really excited about it. Can't wait to share it with you guys, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, enough Batman for today. On to the main event, which is that galaxy far, far away. So let's hop aboard the Millennium Falcon, and let's take a trip down memory lane. Imagine you're sitting in the theater, the lights go down, the previews play, then 20th Century Fox logo appears on the screen, great drum roll, fanfare, followed by Lucasfilm Limited, and then those famous words, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, boom, Star Wars appears on the screen. Massive, overwhelming, and this opening crawl keeps going and going and going 
finally, a ship shoots overhead, and you are transported to this galaxy far, far away. I obviously was not alive when the original Star Wars released in 1977, so therefore I do not have the experience of seeing Star Wars for that first time in that particular setting. But I have seen it as have many successive generations over the years seen this film, either on TV or in its re-releases on the big screen. The first time I saw Star Wars was on home video, and I remember knowing it was a big deal. Again, I'm like four or five years old. Knowing it's this big deal, but not really understanding what the whole hoopla and excitement was, other than that it was this cultural phenomenon, if you will. And I remember tape goes in, sitting there in front of the tube, the tube TV, and and, and uh, watching the the previews roll, and then finally the uh, the film itself playing, and I remember just being mesmerized from the first frame of footage till the very last moment of the credit. I mean, it was just one of those movie-going experiences, and this wasn't even a movie-going experience, it was a video experience, that you can, you, you have the memory of it, you have how you felt when you saw it, and that's how I can describe Star Wars in, in its entirety, and, and frankly, the entire saga, its images, its its feelings, to borrow, to borrow a quote. That's the impression it made on me. When I first saw it, I had such a, a sense of, of wonder and possibility, and I mean, it just blows up the canvas in your mind to, to think that you can you know, do anything, you could be anything, and all this from what is in reality a, a very simple premise. It's not like Star Wars reinvented the, the storytelling wheel. It took classic myths and legends and stories and fairy tales and weaved it together. George Lucas was and is a master storyteller. He created something that took everything that was known in kind of the collective consciousness and put it together in one package and then took it out of our everyday surroundings and put it in this this world that he created, this galaxy far, far away. And yet, even though it is space fantasy, there is elements of science fiction, it is entirely relatable because you have the experiences and you have the emotions which are very real and very human. And it's funny, someone asked me the other day, we were talking about Star Wars and excitement for the Kenobi trailer and how we think it's going to be, and I'm trying to keep my expectations in check uh, because sometimes they get ahead of me. But uh, my friend asked me, he said, well, what what does Star Wars mean to you? What, what, what do you think of, of Star Wars? And sort of in the general context of it. And it's funny, I had never really had that question put to me, you know, what do I think of Star Wars? What does Star Wars mean? I mean, I could certainly go through, you know, okay, my favorite film uh, would be The Empire, you know, top five would be The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Star Wars, and, um, and, and then The Last Jedi at number five. Like, you know, I do all that. Who's your favorite character? Darth Vader, you know, what we like to have a lightsaber, you know, different uh, you know, discussions and whatnot that, that you have. Oh, well, what did you think of this or that? You know, we've we've all done it, but I've never quite had someone put it to me like, you know, what does Star Wars mean? You know, what what does it? What is Star Wars? What what do you what do you really think about this whole thing as a as a concept, as an idea? And you know, I, I thought I thought about it, and and I'm glad I did because it, it in many ways it reinforced why I've always loved this this franchise, why I've loved these movies. And that is the themes, the themes that run through 
Star Wars. So what is it? What is it all about? And Star Wars is about family. Star Wars is about the family that you have. Star Wars is the family is about the family that you choose. And Star Wars is about the family that you forge. And in its entirety, and whether you're talking about even the Mandalorian or whether you're talking about Return of the Jedi, those themes of family and compassion and friendship and love, they exist and, and, and return throughout every iteration of Star Wars. And so that's what it means. It means family. It, it is about family. It is about the endurance of the, of the family bond. And again, as I said, the family, maybe not always that you uh, that you come from, but the family that you ultimately find along the way, the family that you choose to be a part of. I mean, this is a, this is a, a beautiful story. And, and it really is a story. I mean, you know, put away the, the special effects and the, and, and the lightsabers and, and all the iconic dialogue. It, it is at its core a beautiful story. And I mean, in addition to the uh, to the, the bonds of family and the and the and the forging of family, to me, Star Wars there there is that thread line of love, the idea that you will you will do anything for the ones that you love. In the case of, of Anakin Skywalker, even if that means betraying your principles and, and going against everything you believe in, to never giving up on someone, as in the case of of Luke Skywalker with his father and then Vader in turn being redeemed through the love uh, and by the love of his son to to the sequel trilogy where the idea of someone giving of themselves and 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 committing uh, of themselves to someone else what you see through Ray and, and Kylo Ren eventually to, to Ben Solo. The idea of giving one's life, of, of committing the greatest act of love, which is you know, to sacrifice oneself, it, it's, it's all right there. And it's really a powerful, beautiful story. And so that's what it means to me. And I, I'm glad that, that, that my friend brought this up because it forced me to think about it for the first time, really. I mean, again, you get sort of caught up in the spectacle and the excitement and, oh, what's going on with Gragu or Mando's back or now Kenobi. But the, the themes of Star Wars are so powerful. And that's why I always, I always found it amusing whenever someone would either put down Star Wars or, or just dismiss it. And it's like, no, there's, there's something there, there. This, these are more than popcorn flicks. And, 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 and why this comes to mind, I would encourage you to uh, go on YouTube at your, uh, at your leisure and pull up a, an interview that was done, I believe, on, on ABC News back in 1983, right as Return of the Jedi was, um, uh, was coming out. And there's a great dynamic interview with um, uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. And they're having this discussion slash debate with this, um, with this uh, film critic and, and columnist. And it, it, it's just worth watching because Roger Ebert, you know, I, I, I think he's probably the, one of the greatest film critics of all time and 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 by that because he had such a a large cinematic palette so to speak you know he, he he liked all kinds of movies and I think that's important you know you can't live on sci-fi or 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 uh, comic book movies alone you have to enjoy and and appreciate other other films and so he he definitely had that uh in his repertoire but this discussion that, that's going on that really is, 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 is comical because the, um, the, uh, the, the critic and, and columnist that they are um, having a discussion with, and, and the, the man's name escapes me 
at, at the moment, but um, it, he's sort of putting down Star Wars and, and the Star Wars trilogy as, as nothing but cheap entertainment and really is as just a joke. And, and Ebert especially defends these movies as, as being more than just popcorn entertainment, that they are something more impactful, that they are, in the words of George Lucas, a morality story, the, the presentation of good versus evil. And, and, you know, I mean, George Lucas himself has said, okay, they, they were you know, designed you know, to be for, for kids. I mean, they've certainly taken on a larger appreciation, but I mean, they are set up as a, as a, you know, a, a, a morality tale, a, a presentation of, of good and evil, right and wrong, and, and forging your own uh, destiny. And that's very, very powerful stuff for, for, you know, for kids and, you know, people in adolescence to, to watch this, this journey unfold. And it makes you identify with the character, but but to circle back, it's just sort of it's just sort of interesting to think that the 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 comments that have been going on for all these years um, they seem to always circle back where people will put down Star Wars or, or tear it apart, and it's usually the same point. Now, I mean, if you don't like Star Wars, you know, and and you can you know articulate it in, in a in a in a, in, a, in a reasonable fashion, um, you know, with, with some substance, that's all fine. That, that you know, again, and, and they're not for everyone. They're not for everyone. But I mean, when you when it's been, you know, downgraded and, and degraded, it's just oh, it's just cheap, childish entertainment. It's like okay, did did you watch the films? Did 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 you watch the story? And I feel anyone that that has just sort of brushed Star Wars off as as cheap. Uh, is a cheap kids movie really misses the point because the the themes discussed in Star Wars are, are found throughout the great works of literature whether you're going back to King Arthur or a lot of the modern day myths I mean Star Wars is is, is from that tradition it, it's 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 legendary material in, in many ways and I think that that's why it's popular that's why it has endured for all these years. Now there have been some, you know, moments where the where the franchise maybe didn't quite stick the landing. But I mean, you know, in the grand scheme, Star Wars I think has done a lot more good uh, than 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 bad. And and frankly, you know, anyone that that uh, is uh, you know willing to write off Star Wars as as nothing but uh, as nothing but silliness, then well. We, we'll, I, I say bring it on. Let's let's have a discussion because uh, I, I think there, there's there's more to these films than just uh, space battles and uh, and Wookies, so to speak. But um, uh, by the by, um, uh, in, in sort of having this uh, you know discussion the other day about about Star Wars and, and what does it mean and what is its what is its impact, uh, it, it it did get me thinking how. It really has transcended uh, all all media at this point, and is so a part of the sort of the, the pop culture consciousness that it, it's hard to imagine a time when Star Wars wasn't around. You know, like I mean, today, you know, certainly you know my generation and and and, and so and so on is aware of it and, and kind of doesn't know a world without Star Wars. I mean, it's it's fascinating to think how before Star Wars entered the uh, <laughs> entered the consciousness that, that there weren't these these big movies that, that that sort of, you know, dominated everything. I mean, not saying you didn't have huge successful films, but Star Wars changed the landscape. It changed the way movies are marketed, the way they are they are certainly made. And the way they are presented. I mean, Star Wars opened up a merchandising empire. I mean, to think of, you know, just to take the race, uh, the, the recent uh, Batman movie. I mean, you know, again, not to get on Batman, but it's like all the toys and T-shirts and merchandise that goes with it 
That all stems back from Star Wars because George Lucas had the genius, had the foresight to say, okay, I want to, to market this film and I want to put it out there in the public so they can you know, be aware of it, so they, they can you know, take a piece of the movie home with them. I mean, think about it. Before Star Wars, you would never have thought of play sets, action figures, you know, T-shirts, po posters, uh, you know, how you know the making of books. I mean, just you look at what Star Wars has unleashed. Now, I mean, again, some people may say you know it's been for ill, but I mean, it changed the way we appreciate movies. It became the idea of an event movie. I mean, certainly Jaws, no doubt was the first blockbuster, first summer blockbuster, but but Star Wars came in and said, okay, I'm gonna crank it up to an 11. And and you look at it, when these movies have come out, they're, they're a massive assault. They, 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 they dominate everything, whether it's you know, the, the, a nightly news show or, or you know, ads popping up on YouTube, you can't escape the, the, the glow that is Star Wars. And now, I mean, you say it with, with the uh, forthcoming Kenobi show, Star Wars is still a part of the conversation. And I think that is pretty damn cool that a movie that originally was just this little science fiction movie, little space fantasy movie in 1977, changed everything and became an empire of both merchandising and of, of media. Because, I mean, Star Wars has has tapped into everything, whether it's on the big screen, whether it's on the small screen, to say nothing of, of the video games and and toys and books and novels and graphic novels and comic books that have been produced over the years. I mean, you're talking, I mean, billions and billions of dollars, but just all that more reach. And so it's like, it's in, it's in, it's everywhere you go. So it's like now, if let's say you're one of the people who who's never seen Star Wars, okay, never seen it, but there is a very good chance. In fact, I've met you know some of these people. You say, "May the force be with you," even if you've never seen Star Wars. They know what that means. They know that expression. You say, you know. I'm your father, or if it's, uh, it's often misquoted, Luke, I'm your father. People understand that reference, you know? It's like, oh, I, I understand that reference, you know? I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing the kind of impact. And I, it, it's really hard to name another, another series, another saga, another franchise that has had such a reach and such an impact as Star Wars. I mean, you could argue maybe Marvel is 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 a close second, um, and, and certainly you know there's an argument to be made that Marvel uh, Studios has unleashed a, a world of movies that has had an impact in a way that in the way that Star Wars did back in the day. But I mean, just in terms of getting into the cultural zeitgeist, I mean. I can't think of anything more than, than, than what Star Wars has done. And, and you know, I, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, to, to you know, imagine you're George Lucas and, and now all these years later to, to sit back and to, uh, and, and to just see the, the, the reaction and the continued reaction to, to these films and to these stories. I mean, you can't go to a, a Walmart or to any costume shop during the Halloween season without seeing a Star Wars costume, you know, a Yoda or a Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader helmet or some kind of a, a candy bucket. I mean, it's it's everywhere now. And, you know, some people might think, okay, maybe we're, we're, we're inundated with too much Star Wars. And, and, and I get that. You know, I mean, sometimes I... As much as I love the the different avenues Star Wars uh, has gone down through Disney Plus with, with Mando and now with the soon to be released Kenobi show, I mean sometimes I do wonder if 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 there can be too much of a good thing. If sometimes 
you know, it would be best if, if there was almost like a, a step back and we kind of let things breathe and marinate and, and take some time off. Now, obviously, I don't think Disney's going to do that, but I mean, th there's something special about the Star Wars, about the Star Wars cinematic experience. To, to go and see a Star Wars movie on the big screen, there's nothing like it in the world. There's absolutely nothing like it. And it, it's it, it's something that, that, you know, you can't necessarily replicate when you watch it uh, on the TV screen through the, the, newer, the newer shows. But, I mean, that still, I think, doesn't, lessen the impact of it because I mean everybody knows whether or not you watch it or not has everyone is either either knows of or has seen Gragu or as he's probably better known as Baby Yoda I mean like just talk about just galvanizing the the, the, the cultural zeitgeist I mean that that's that's the effect of Star Wars that that you can take a a, a character like Gragu and just make him literally the face of the franchise and, and everybody recognizes it and everybody and everybody loves it I mean that's that's powerful that 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 is that is the impact of this series and and I mean I think so long as the 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 content if you will is strong and grounded in the very in the very basis of what George Lucas set out to uh, to do, I think Star Wars can you know continue on uh, you know forever. I mean, I suppose there will be a time, as with everything, nothing lasts forever. But I mean, I think if there is an appreciation for what was for what was started and for what was what was created and and and, and nurtured from from 1977 on. There's no reason Star Wars can can lessen in quality and go away. Now, again, we'll you know, saying is always believing. You know, anything can happen, but uh, there 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 doesn't seem to be any signs, if you will, um, of Star Wars uh, having a lesser impact. And as someone who's a fan uh, of it entirely, I, I I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So I done my little my little my little monologue my little rant uh if you will on star wars uh so to speak uh, kind of star wars at large um but i i did want to kind of just touch on um you know kind of the 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 saga as a whole and kind of you know how i would i guess rank the films which i know everybody has their has their preference um but but for me uh, and I'm just going to do the the Skywalker saga for this um, because it's it's fresher in my mind. Um, but uh, certainly, you know, feel free to chime in with your uh, with your thoughts and your opinions on the on the on the series as a whole. But uh, going um, going from I guess from from last to first uh, would be uh, starting off with Attack of the Clones. And look, I don't shit on Attack of the Clones like uh, like like it like it, like some folks will will do from time to time. I I, I don't have any any real uh, real any real uh, contention with it. it. It's the weakest, I think, of the of the prequel trilogy. And you know, I actually I'll be honest, I don't mind the kind of corny dialogue I mean when you step back and if you watch the films of, of the 40s and, and a lot of the serials that inspired Star Wars George Lucas is drawing a page right from that that world the kind of over-the-top lovey-dovey you know almost uh, sick to your stomach uh, romantic dialogue I mean that's all from the great tradition now could it have been a little better Sure, sure, but I've never, I've never jumped on the dialogue and and sort of the the romantic stuff too too much because I mean I, again I look at it, this is George Lucas's vision. It's his story. He's telling this this tale, and um, 
and, and, and you have to respect a man for his vision. But, uh, you know, uh, rounding out uh, uh, the, the, uh, or starting off at the, at the, the top of the list, if you will, uh, would be Attack of the Clones. That, that, that's probably my least, my least favorite one. And, and partly because pacing-wise, it, it drags in certain places. You've got the romance stuff, and then it cuts to Obi-Wan, and then it sort of goes back and forth, and it's, it's, it's all over the map. But I, I will say the third act is, is, relatively, is relatively strong. And, I mean, seeing Yoda duke it out with, uh, with Count Dooku, I mean, I can remember the theater went nuts when that happened. Uh, that was just an incredible, incredible moment. Um, I've not forgotten that. But, uh, I mean, overall, it, it's, it's a weaker film. It's a middle film, if you will, of, of, of the trilogy. It doesn't have the, the impact of, of Empire uh, or even The Last Jedi. But it's a, it's a, it's a respectable run. But it, it would probably, probably be my least favorite for just pacing issues and it's kind of a I want to call it a filler story but there's you know you're almost waiting to get to the next uh, the next entry but um, the next spot on the list and this actually I think may may be controversial uh, but we'll we'll see what folks uh, what folks think coming in at number eight on my list is The Force Awakens and you know, if this is a is this is shocking to you, uh, I do apologize. Um, it's not that I think it's a bad film. I, I enjoyed The Force Awakens. Uh, I saw it a couple different times when it first came out in 2015, and 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 loved it. it. It was great to have Star Wars back in the conversation, having it as this mega hit, and and like I said, people talking about it and enjoying it again. But all that being all that being said, as the years have gone on and I have returned to uh, The Force Awakens, number one, I, I think it's the weakest link of the, of the, sequel, of the sequel trilogy. Um, and again, it's not that, it, that, it's a, that it's a bad film, but I feel, as it's often been uh, criticized, it's, it's a reboot. I mean, it's a, it's a soft reboot. It's a quasi a reboot, but it is basically a new hope for a new generation. And I mean, that's that's fine. And and certainly to reinvigorate the Star Wars franchise, I get what had to be done. But that that doesn't mean it's a you know a worthwhile um, uh, film. I mean, I I have found myself each time I've gone back to it that it's. It, it, it gets kind of lesser and lesser uh, uh, for me. I mean, there there are moments that I really like. I think the stuff with with Finn and Ray, and you know, Finn rejecting uh, being a, a stormtrooper and then uh, teaming up with Ray and their their uh, adventures in the Falcon, and then ultimately the uh, the showdown with Kylo Ren. I think is really, 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 uh, really some really good stuff. But um, yeah, overall, it's. It's very much a, a retread of A New Hope. And I, I think, it, it, looking back, there could have been some different choices uh, choices made story-wise. I mean, this is, this is just kind of a personal thing. Um, but I, why there was not a, a scene, and I get it the way the story was structured, but why there was not a scene having Han, Luke, and Leia reunited on screen together, I will never understand. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so that, that would be number eight on my list. Now, uh, if you thought number eight was controversial, you'll probably think, you'll, you know, jump, uh, <laughs> jump out of your chair when you hear number seven. Uh, I'm putting the, the Phantom Menace. Now, the Phantom Menace, you know, again, when I saw it the first time, and the second time, and the third, I, I loved it. I, I did not understand. Oh, well, first off, I didn't. I wasn't offended by it. It didn't wreck my childhood, as uh, as uh, some folks have have proclaimed. It did. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was it, it was action packed. I thought it was it was amazing. I mean, the the 
first introduction of Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, that was just a, a, a scene worthy of admission. Uh, and of course, to say nothing of Darth Maul and the epic, epic lightsaber battle uh, with, with, uh, with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Really good stuff. But I mean, you know, as years have gone on, I mean, this is the one that, that gets trashed and raked over the coals because of Jar Jar and, and young Anakin and trade federations and disputes. And I mean, look, again, I, I go back to it's George Lucas's vision. This is the story he wanted to tell. And I think it does illustrate, you, know, you kind of put The Phantom Menace and Return uh, the Force Awakens side by side. Kind of the first new Star Wars movie in years. Uh, Phantom Menace being the first one after Return of the Jedi, start of the, of the prequel trilogy. Force Awakens being the first one since the end of the prequel trilogy and, and kind of the return of the original saga. Two very different first new Star Wars movies. Why I think Phantom is better because Phantom Menace sticks to an original vision. And I think that shows the difference between what a, a studio wants to make, a story a studio wants to tell, and a story a filmmaker or a storyteller wants to tell. There's a, there's a big difference. I don't see a studio greenlighting The Phantom Menace. I could see them greenlighting something like The Force Awakens. But you have to take your hat off and you have to respect George Lucas because, you know, again, a studio would have said, no, we're not having a young Anakin, we're not going to have trade disputes, blah, 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 blah. I mean, if, say, Disney made The Phantom Menace, I think Anakin would have been Anakin Skywalker, the good guy, for like two seconds, and then it would have been Darth Vader for the rest of the movie. And George Lucas understood that you had to show the... the the, the, the guy, the kid, before he became the Dark Lord of the Sith. And I think that's just that's just genius because you're you're not you're not giving the audience what they're expecting. You're giving them something more. And in fact, I think that's why there's so much love and appreciation for the prequel trilogy now is because, you know, through the Clone Wars and through I think just reevaluation over the years, people say that there is, there's a lot more there, there with these films. There's a lot more nuance. There's a lot more story. And when you look at it together, especially one through six, it is this story of someone's rise, their fall, and redemption. And again, to understand the whole picture, you have to go back to the beginning. So I, again, I, I go back to, I tip my hat to George Lucas not saying it is a perfect film. There's there are moments where it's it, the, the, again the pacing is sort of off. I, I think personally the pod racing scene, you know, while you know it's it's a story component and and it is it is brilliantly done. I think it still holds up all these years later. To me, that that's the one part that I think it does drag down the flow of things uh, a little bit. But I mean, all that said, I. I think there's more there's more good with the Phantom Menace than uh, and, uh, sometimes folks will give credit uh, to it, and that's why I put it I put it at uh, number seven on my list, and I'm very happy to. Uh, coming in at number six would be the Rise of Skywalker, and it's interesting when I saw the Rise of Skywalker for the first time, my reaction to it was I enjoyed it. The, the most of the sequel trilogy, and I liked it better than my initial reaction of The Last Jedi. As time has gone on, as with everything, you let things marinate, you, you, you appreciate uh, the nuances, and looking at The Rise of Skywalker, it, it is a, a solid entry to, to, the, to the saga, I would not call it a a sequel necessarily to the last Jedi. It feels more it feels more of a follow-up to say the Force Awakens than the last Jedi. 
Now, I'm not going to get into the, you know, my thoughts on why that may be the case, but overall, looking at The Last Jedi, there's, there's a lot of misses. There, there are some hits, and I, I think the strong stuff, anytime you have Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley on screen together, that, that was the heart of the film. That was perfect. The story of Rey, Kylo, slash Ben Solo, perfect, perfect stuff. Uh, of course, seeing E. McDermott uh, back as the Emperor, that's always a good time. That stuff works, and I think the the, the ending, the ending works. Uh, Ray choosing to become a Skywalker and embracing that uh, instead of her her family history, I think that works. But overall, it, to me, looking back now, it, it it feels like they were just sort of tying things up for the sake of tying things up, and it doesn't have like it, it's. It's Return of the Jedi light without the emotional impact of Return of the Jedi, if that makes any sense. So, like, while it does a lot good, and I think, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of standout moments in the film, it it does does not stick the landing uh, in, in a way that it could. And I think part of it is that there was a, you know, maybe a fear of, the Battle of the Last Jedi backlash, I don't know. But, I mean, I think there could have been a, a, a an even better ending to the sequel uh, trilogy. I mean, what, what what is supposed to be the, the final episode of the Skywalker saga? I mean, you know, until episode 10, I don't know. But, I mean, I will say this. It, it, it's, a, it's a good ending. It, it tries to tie everything up. But it, it, it is, it's kind of a letdown. Like, I mean, the way the Emperor goes down with Rey just deflecting the lightning back onto him. I mean, okay, we, we've seen that. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know. It, there could have been more. There could have been more. And, and I know I sound like, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the critic sitting from the cheap seats. But, I mean, I think it could have been more. And that, that brings me to... Uh, that brings me to number five on my list. And this is, uh, I'm sure, will be controversial um, uh, because I know <laughs> The Last Jedi will uh, draws a lot of passion, but um, I, I, I don't care. I think The Last Jedi, without question, is the best Star Wars film of the sequel trilogy. And I think it is the most Star Wars movie, if that makes sense, since George Lucas led the franchise. I think what Ryan Johnson tried to do outside of subverting expectations, I think he tried to dig much deeper than just a surface level story. I think he wanted to get into the psychology of Star Wars, I think he wanted to unpack and unwind the mythology of Star Wars. What does Star Wars mean? What does again? He was looking at the big picture stuff, and the reason I say this feels like something George Lucas would do is because you know, a if if you look at some of the stuff that that is circulated over the years of of what George Lucas wanted his version of the sequel trilogy to be about, his concept of Luke Skywalker is quite similar to how Ryan Johnson portrayed him, which is the idea of of a recluse, of a broken Jedi, of someone who had kind of lost his 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 way, so to speak. Now, we can argue about execution and if certain things should have been done versus, uh, ver- you know, versus going another way, but I think on the whole, The Last Jedi is an emotional and poignant story that really gets to the whole point of the Jedi, the, under- the, ba- the understanding of the Force, the, the, the role 
of the Sith and all of this. I mean, I think what what bothered folks with it on whole was again the the subversion of expectations. I think people went in thinking, okay, Snoke is some big guy, and and okay, Luke is basically going to be Obi Wan and Yoda training Rey, and and when none of that happened, I think people were were sort of jaded and, and, and shocked. And, and again, I'll be the first to, to admit, when I first saw The Last Jedi, I didn't know what, what to think of it because it was so different. It wasn't what I had expected it to be. And I will tell you, what changed my mind on the film and what, how I went into it and, and appreciated it different on the second viewing was I read a review of The Empire Strikes Back from 1980. And, again, slight you know change in, in, in the wording and whatnot, but it was almost verbatim the same criticisms of The Last Jedi. And I thought to myself, okay, The Last Jedi... Now, again, I'm not trying to say that you know The Last Jedi is The Empire Strikes Back and you know they're, they're one and the same. No. But The Empire Strikes Back was 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 received with mixed reviews upon its initial release. Now, as the years have gone on, it has grown in esteem. It is considered by many, yours truly included, uh, to be the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. Now, again, I am not saying that 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 the Empire Strikes Back is is the last Jedi, and the last Jedi is the Empire Strikes Back. No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is, it took under took reading the review of the Empire Strikes Back. People saying, "Oh, it's it subverts expectations. It, it goes in a different story. It, it, it's not like the first one." And looking, of course, now how the Empire Strikes Back is is revered and loved, and you know, all these years away now from the Last Jedi, I, I can say quite comfortably that this is. A damn good Star Wars film. Are there flaws with it? Oh, absolutely. Again, it's not a perfect movie. It's it's close, but it is not a perfect movie. There, there's stuff in there like the whole casino and and some of the characterizations. I, I probably would have done differently. Again, I'd say this. You know, is this the critic from the cheap seats? But I mean, on the whole, the story that Ryan Johnson was telling. I think the, the the themes that he was getting to, the kind of rediscovery, the self-discovery for Luke, I, all that is there. And, and I think that makes it a film that I, I don't think audiences were ready for at the time. I don't think they were, ex- they certainly were not expecting. And I, I'd like to think as the years go on and as people you know, take time to step back and reevaluate it, uh, they will have a different appreciation for it. I, I think I think that. And, you know, again, it's it's a middle film. So it, it, it's, you know, it's kind of neither a, a beginning or an end, but it's, it's a middle story. And, you know, the way it was teed up at the end, uh, you know, at least for me, I was I was very intrigued of, of where it where it could have where it could have gone and you know maybe in some other universe there's there's a you know ryan johnson's episode nine i don't know but um for for me there's more to appreciate with it than than to take away from it and i think again it's not it's not your usual star wars movie it is a very different story it goes in in places you don't expect i mean as luke skywalker famously says this is not going to go the way you think and it doesn't and i think in many ways it it deconstructs the characters it deconstructs the myths it reevaluates them and then repackages it for a new generation again you go into it thinking you're going to see the Luke Skywalker of Return of the Jedi, but that's just not, you know, that's just not reality because nobody stays the same way they are from point to point. If that makes any sense, you know, situations change, events happen, people evolve, and 
again, we, going back to Luke Skywalker, you start with someone who is, you know, at, at the end of Return of the Jedi, kind of at peace, you know, with with himself and and confident, maybe not arrogant, but confident at at, at where things will go, and then life happens, you know, things things don't go the way you think, and, and you know, take Luke Skywalker, he tries to rebuild the Jedi Order, he's he's confident in his abilities at restarting this uh, this ancient religion and then his his nephew is 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 tempted by the dark side and and you know Luke's reaction I mean again I know people have difference of opinion on it to say the least about Luke's reaction to Ben's temptation with the dark side but I mean I think if you look at the character kind of where he is at the end of Return of the Jedi to where we find him in The Last Jedi, it, it, it is a progression of a character. You know, he, he becomes the the, you know, the the bitter soldier, so to speak. He, you know, the the, the 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 embattled war hero, and again, that that makes for compelling drama because ultimately you want to see the character redeem himself, see the character come back from. Uh, from from the pits of despair, and certainly that's what happens. Luke starts out a a grizzled curmudgeon, and by the end of it, has has renewed hope and optimism uh, in in himself, in Rey, in the galaxy, and in the Jedi. And so that's, I mean, to me, that's I think the most uh, touching thing. I mean, that line when Luke says, "I I will not be the last Jedi," I I well up <laughs> whenever he says it because it it is. I mean, a it's so true, but it, it it's it represents the, the the full circle of this character. Um, so I, I again I know I know the last Jedi draws a lot of uh, a lot of opinion, uh, but uh, for me, I think it is the most original of the sequel trilogy. I think it is it is the most George Lucas Star Wars film since George Lucas. Uh, led the franchise in the sense that Ryan Johnson goes in directions that the audience isn't expecting. He makes bold decisions. He takes he takes risk. Some of them don't pay off, but I think a lot of them I think a lot of them do. Um, you know, again the whole force projection, I think that's again, that's that's a stroke of genius right there. Um, and, and the idea of Snoke being cut down and the subverting of expectations with what happens with Kylo Ren again I think that just it just amps it up to another level and again it just it feels like something George Lucas would have done again it, it, it's it's going where the story is directing you know what I mean it's not dictating from the audience reaction but it, but from a story sense and what what makes what makes sense in terms of progression of the tale so uh, all right I'll, I'll stop <laughs> on the last Jedi um, and get to the get to the get to the top four um, and you can uh, probably uh, guess at this point given I've already mentioned um, uh, you know the other films so coming in at number four is the original Star Wars I mean it, this is the one that started it all I think it is it is a masterpiece it is it is it is a work of genius um you know i i wouldn't call it necessarily the the weaker of the original trilogy the weakest of the original trilogy because i think the original trilogy stands on its own two feet it's, it's a it's a perfect trilogy a trio of films um but i mean you know certainly in terms of the characterization and the complexities and the emotion you know star wars a new hope is much more straightforward, whereas the later uh, films, particularly Empire and Return of the Jedi, are more nuanced in terms of the emotion and, and the characterization. Um, you know, Star Wars uh, is, you know, the, the first film is is, is kind of a, a condensed hero's journey in a way, um, but but you know it works, and and I have to say the special effects still hold up to this day, even like. I rewatched the original version because I have I mean, I've got so many copies of this film it's not even funny uh, but I watched the original version on 
one of the DVD releases that I think came out in 2006 where they had the special edition and then the uh, the second disc where you could watch the you know the original uh, cut and even that film going back to 77 it still holds up today and I think that's a testament to the to the work of ILM and and again to the genius of George Lucas this whole idea of, of, of a lived-in universe I think that's what makes Star Wars work so well is is you believe in the environment everything is dirty everything is smudged everything is is grimy and it, it looks used and like it's been there for for decades and decades there's you know there's no new car smell uh with the star wars films and i think that's that's what sells it because the world is there and that's a testament again to george lucas's vision and to his uh and to his repeated uh his repeated genius uh, <laughs> to say the least but uh all right that's that would be number four coming in at number three is revenge of the sith this was the first uh, Star Wars film I saw multiple, multiple, multiple times. Uh, I think I, I came in at around six or... I, I might have even been ten times. Oh boy. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot, to say the least. And this was one of those movies that, like... Again, I enjoyed the Phantom Menace, liked Attack of the Clones, but... The Re Revenge of the Sith, man, it, it just it just landed. It, it was it was everything I had wanted and more. And like again, I, I like all these years later, you you look back and you think like it's amazing what goes on in this movie. I mean, there's all, first of all, you got all these different lightsaber battles, and it is so dark. I mean, like it is a very dark. Film. I, I don't think there has been a darker Star Wars movie since Sith. I, I, I think just the emotional complexity of what's going on. Obviously, it's Anakin's descent into the dark side uh, and, and the rise of the Empire. But, I mean, like, the stuff in the Jedi Temple, you know, even the fight with Obi-Wan on Mustafar... I mean, it, it's brutal. Like, I mean, that the scene where, where, where Hecken burns. I mean, I'm glad George Lucas included that because, you know, again, you could have probably, you know, cut it out and, or just, you know, implied heavily what was happening. But to show that scene, I mean, it's so raw and real. And it, it really ties the whole thing together because you now see the full progression and, and really the arrival of Darth Vader. That, that moment right there. You know, both in terms of of, of, of substance and in uh, kind of the you know metaphysical sense, that that's the whole ballgame. That's the transformation of Darth Vader. He's you know literally he is no he's being burnt to a crisp. He is no longer Anakin Skywalker, and he will be rebuilt as this machine. You know, more machine now than man, as Obi Wan later says. Uh, damn, just a just a powerful film. Uh, and and so applicable to the real world, kind of how democracies fall and how dictatorships rise. And you know, for anyone that says, "Oh, you know, Star Wars," you know, they don't offer anything of, of substance to our real world. I mean, just look at the political context. And I, and I don't think that's something that's is really appreciated with the prequel films, but the the political context, and that's something I think was missing from the sequel films, kind of the behind-the-scenes political angle that was going on. I mean, again, I'm sure that was a you know a studio. No, don't don't focus on the politics of it. But it, I mean, especially in the the prequel trilogy, the political discourse is almost as fascinating as everything else because you are watching how a a, a system of government, how freedom is stripped and and destroyed in the blink of an eye with without a shot being fired i mean it's it's right out of right out of the pages of of the history textbook and again kudos to george lucas for being willing to to put that on film and again i think it gets overlooked or or or, or forgotten because again it's space fantasy and it's, it's a star wars film but there's a lot of of meat <laughs> on on those bones and 
I mean, Padme's line in the Senate chamber as Sidious, uh, as, as Palpatine is, uh, is declaring himself emperor. She says, this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. And everyone's cheering that the Republic is no more and it's becoming an empire. It's like, yep, that's, that, 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 that's relatable. I mean, like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, uh, you know, kind of what was what was being presented there and then you know you read into the the history of star wars and the making of it and how george lucas was very inspired by the vietnam war and, and the nixon administration and you can just see those political uh footnotes and 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 anecdotes are just sort of weaved throughout the original star wars saga i mean that 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 to me is is fascinating even in and of itself and i mean I, you know I haven't even mentioned it, but like just the epic battle in uh, in Revenge of the Sith with Yoda and and the Emperor that ultimately takes place in the Senate chamber. I mean, it, I mean, talk about a, a a a physical representation of the of the rise of of tyranny and the fall of democracy. I mean, just just damn beautiful stuff. And again, done and presented in a way that is through entertainment. You know, it's not a, it's it's a history lesson, but it's entertaining. And again, I just have to say props to George Lucas. I mean, he it's it's his vision and that was a perfect way to close out what was the original saga and and bringing it all home with the, with the rise of, of Darth Vader. It really uh, it's it's such a special film and uh, yeah, I I, I, I would I mean I will I will defend it uh, <laughs> to this day. A friend of mine uh, hates hates Revenge of the Sith, and I said, "Well, why do you hate it?" He's like, "Oh, it's just like it's it's so cliched, and it's, you you know you know what's already going to happen." And it's like, "Well, okay, yeah." Surprise, surprise! Darth, you know, Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. I think we knew that from Episode One. Uh, so I mean, you got to give me a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of something uh, to go on there, but. Uh, any event, that's that's my piece on uh, on episode three, um, and 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 just rounding out the top two, uh, Return of the Jedi, and Empire Strikes Back at number one. I mean, there's nothing more that I can add to those those two films that hasn't already been said. I mean, again, they're 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 two parts of the original trilogy, and and tell a a beautiful powerful story uh, uh, that that has changed the face of, of cinema and I mean Empire Strikes Back does what a sequel should do which is elevate the original and then transcend it and I mean, there's a reason why many people consider Empire Strikes Back to be one of the greatest movies ever made because it, it just takes what Star Wars did and cranks it up to 11 and then when you get to Return of the Jedi it is, I think, a perfect end to the trilogy, and as a as a whole, one of the greatest movie trilogies out there. I mean, Vader's redemptive arc in that movie is the heart of it. I mean, it is the return of the Jedi to play on the title, and I mean, I still I still well up every time I watch that scene where Vader saves Luke and, and Anakin returns and then Luke takes the mask off and has that final bit of dialogue with his father. I mean, it, it's it's the stuff of legends. I mean, that's, that's what Star Wars ultimately is. It is the stuff of legends. And there's a reason why I'm talking about it. There's a reason that we collectively are still talking about, we're still enjoying it, we're still watching, we're still debating these movies. I mean, Star Wars fans, I mean, they're, they're, there's a there's a, a wide uh, array on the spectrum uh, in terms of uh, passion and support, but I mean, I think at the core, whether you're a, a diehard fan or a casual fan, people love these movies, and I think so long as there is that that love and, and rapport for them, the, the Star Wars saga will will go on indefinitely because at its core is a story of of friendship and compassion and love and and yes good triumphing over evil and in this world today we need a lot more of that so as I conclude this I will just say a hats off to George Lucas 
thank you for these movies. Thank you for having the courage to to believe in a dream because it is his dream and it was his vision. He did it with especially the original sex. It was his vision without studio interference and in this kind of corporate dominated studio influenced mega IP movie landscape that we're living in. There is something about the original Star Wars trilogy and the prequel trilogy together as one story that is refreshing because it's the one vision of of this of this particular director. It's his story and he got to tell it the way he wanted without interference or notes and that is something that should be applauded especially today. We need more George Lucases in the in, in, in the movie business today. Full stop. All right, that's it. I'm done. I I've said my piece. I am uh, going to sign off now as always. Thank you all for listening. Happy Star Wars week. Go watch a Star Wars movie. That's that's my final send-off for you today. Or, in fact, go watch <laughs> go watch any movie. I'm going to try to go see Doctor Strange this weekend. Really looking forward to that one. Sam Raimi, I, enough said. He's back at the helm. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Hearing a lot of, a lot of great reviews uh, from different folks. So with that, I will sign off uh, for good right now. Uh, be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, take care, everybody. Be well and enjoy the movies.